Yo, hey, thanks for tuning in today. My name is Shalene Johnson, hence the name The Shalene Show. And today we are talking about coping techniques for those of us with adult ADD. All right, let's get to it. So for those of you who don't know, I interviewed a renowned doctor, a renowned brain expert, Dr. Amen. Dr. Amen is probably one of the most famous neurologists who's studied hundreds of thousands of brains. Like he is the brain expert. And I don't just mean like studied by like taking questions, but actually having done brain specs, spec scans. So I had the good fortune of interviewing him on one of my podcasts. This is back in 20, I think 15. I interviewed him on adult onset or adult ADD. I thought that was a term I made up. I didn't know it was like a real thing. After we finished the podcast, I shared with him some of the very concerning things I was finding with my own brain and how I was really struggling. I felt like it was affecting my personality, like how annoyed and frustrated and angry I would get if people interrupted me. I got to this point where I had to so carefully protect my focus that if someone like just, you know, politely came up and asked me a question, I was in the middle of something. I wanted to like shoot myself because I knew I'm like, oh, great. You just asked me a question and now it's going to take me three hours to figure out like what I was doing. (laughs) Anyway, so I explained that to him. He said, why don't you come in and have your brain scanned? So I did. And it was, oh my gosh, what that day, like literally changed the trajectory of my career. It changed my life and it was incredibly eye-opening. It was an emotional day for me to see your brain is a pretty crazy thing. I don't know if you've ever had I don't know, maybe you have or haven't, but like to see your actual brain on a scan is such an unbelievable thing because then you know like, oh, that's why I am the way I am. That's why I obsess or that's why I'm happier. That's why I whatever, fill in the blank. Like when you see your brain, it's just this remarkable thing. And for me to be able to see why it was, I couldn't do the things other people could do. Like why people would say, like my husband would say to me, I just told you that. And I'd be like, you did? Like, do I have Alzheimer's? Like, but I've had that experience all my life since the time I was a child. People say, you just asked me that question and I just told you the answer. And I always thought, like, am I stupid? Do I not have a memory? Like, what is wrong with my brain? I really assumed I was just dumb or that I just, I don't know what it was. I just believe there's something wrong with my brain. And I had to put in so many special coping techniques to be able to remember what somebody was saying to me, to be able to stay focused, to be able to retain things, to be able to think through things. And once I got that diagnosis and realized, oh, my brain is not getting blood flow in these areas. And not only to see what type of, I mean, not just to know that I had ADD, but also to know what type of ADD I had. So the very first tip that I have for you especially if you've been struggling with ADD all your life, even if you have a diagnosis from a doctor, it is the best money you will ever spend to have your brain scanned because there are seven different types of ADD. And I know so many people who are trying to treat ADD with medication and there some forms of ADD are exacerbated, made worse with medication. And some forms of ADD, actually, you're not going to get much relief unless you're actually for most, a lot of people on medication, but there's so many nuances to it. And it's your brain. This is an organ. There's no other organ in our body where doctors will say, let me just ask you a few questions and we'll figure out what's going on with your liver. Let me just ask you a few questions and we'll decide if in fact you have heart disease. Like 
why don't we look at the organ? We can. We absolutely can. And we should. So especially for those of you who've been struggling and you don't feel like your medication's right or you you just understand how important your brain health is, that's my number one tip. Now, I know that is not in the deck of cards for everybody financially, but it's interesting the things that we will spend money on, the things that we won't spend money on. I just can't think of a, a more important organ than your friggin' brain. You know what I'm saying? So where did I have my brain scanned? I had mine scanned at the Amen Clinic. I think there's eight clinics in the United States. Go to amenclinics.com. I strongly encourage you to do that. Justin Bieber treats with Dr. Amen. Miley Cyrus treats with Dr. Amen. Those are just celebrity names, but he's just a remarkable individual. The clinics are phenomenal and someone's not guessing when they're actually looking at your brain. So it's pretty phenomenal stuff. All right, let me continue with some tips that really have helped Help me even long before I had a diagnosis, okay? So the first thing is to recognize that it didn't have anything to do with my intelligence. It's just simply the way my brain worked. And doing so is a really important thing for everyone because there is no shame in the fact that your brain doesn't work the same way as somebody else's. And I used to be so embarrassed. Oh, I was so embarrassed and so ashamed to tell people like, can you hold on? I need to write this down. And they would say, it's on Saturday at two o'clock. You can't remember that? I'd be like, I can't. I literally, you just said that. And while you were saying it, I was looking at your hair and I'm completely distracted now. And I don't even know what you said. Like literally, I would be so embarrassed. But now I realize my brain works differently. And if I had any other type of cognitive dysfunction or disability, you wouldn't be ashamed to say like, hey, can you put in a ramp out front so I can bring my wheelchair in? Like, can you speak a little louder? I'm hearing impaired. Or can you make sure that I can read your lips because I'm hearing impaired? Like, you wouldn't be embarrassed to say that it's what you need. And that is literally what I do now. Now, I am not ashamed to say, hey, thank you so much for telling me that. And I just say, it, I won't remember this. Can you please hold on for a moment? I need to grab a pen and a piece of paper. I'm not being rude. I'm not playing on my phone. I'm actually typing this into my phone. So now instead of trying to cover it up and hide it, I'll just be upfront and open with it. And oftentimes I find that people also, they have ADD or they get it and they really appreciate the fact that I do that for myself. My number two tip is this, you know you have the situation, so it's up to you to create an environment that allows you to thrive. I personally believe that, especially for those of you who have ADD, becoming an entrepreneur is a alternative. If you have kids who have ADD, man, encourage them to become entrepreneurs because it can just be a superpower when it comes to being creative and having so many different ideas popping into your brain. Like It can really be a superpower, but you must know how to manage your focus. So I am very particular about the circumstances and the environment in which I'm working. So if I have to really focus, which I do a lot, like I, I do a ton of reading, I do a lot of studying, a lot of scientific review, a lot of like deep diving into information. And before I employed these tips, what I would do is I would try to do that with other people around and someone might interrupt me and say like, hey, I've got a quick question for you. And I'd be like, oh, you know, you want to be polite. Sure. How can I help you? And then you're like, oh, shit, where was I? So for someone who has attention deficit disorder, a minor interruption, even just a notification on your phone, can require 10 times more energy, literally calorie burn in your brain 
to just bring yourself back to the point where you remember what you were freaking doing. And it creates anxiety and it creates a panicked feeling. And then you start getting in your own head and you start going like, what was it? Oh man, then you start beating yourself up. Like, I cannot remember what was I even working on? And the moment someone taps you on the shoulder or a phone notification or, or anyone interrupts you and you weren't ready for it, your brain just goes into that like immediately. And so for those of you who don't have ADD, let me tell you, this is what's happening in the mind of your loved one. We're like, oh no, oh no, like a fire alarm goes off and you start freaking out in your brain and the person is talking and you see lips moving, but you're like, you have earplugs in, their lips are moving, but you don't hear a word they're saying because all you can hear in your own head is this voice saying like, you're never going to remember what they're saying and you're never going to remember what you were just doing. And you start thinking about everything else that's going on. And it's just like over this, at least for the type of ADD I have, I have inattentive ADD. So I can be hyper-focused on something, hyper-focused, and I can finish it. But if there's even a sound, like just someone knocking on my door to drop off an Amazon package, God bless my UPS man and woman. I love them both. But even just something like that can send me for a loop and I can't even remember what I was doing. So because of that, I have to set up very specific environment to thrive. That means in my office, I can't work in a communal space and I don't need to beat myself up for that. I'm social. I want to be around people. But if I have something I need to focus on, I cannot do it. So right now I'm in my podcast room and it is soundproof. And this is where I do my studying. This is where I do my writing. This is where I write emails. And I would love to be able to do this in an office environment, but in an office environment, I have to kind of hide myself away. That way I can work 10 times faster because I don't have any distractions. I can't have music on. I can't have any sound. I can have like zero distractions. And that's me personally. That is me personally. So I'm very particular about that. We're going to take a quick break to talk about something I was wearing while I was recording this podcast. So I recorded this podcast, this particular podcast, live on Instagram. And I was wearing a a shirt that has kind of a, a deep V in the front. And I had a couple people ask, what type of a bra can you wear with a shirt like that? Well, I'm glad you asked. And here's your answer. It's a classic plunge bra from none other than Third Love. And ladies and gentlemen, today we are sponsored by Third Love Bras. Ladies, I highly encourage you to get to know this brand because they get us. They understand that we come in a lot of different shapes and sizes other than just cup size. It is cool, though, that they do have half cup sizes. I think that's pretty brilliant. You're not going to find that in a department store. They have over 80 sizes. And the Fit Finder quiz that you'll find when you go to their website will allow you, after taking like the 60-second quiz, it will help you know like what size bra you should wear, like not just what size, but like which bra you should be wearing so that it fits well, so that it does what you need it to do. They have a team of fit experts, stylists who are dedicated to helping you find the perfect fitting bra. They're super comfortable. That's why I'm always wearing mine. I mean, seriously, that comfortable. And you won't have to pay a fortune. Their bras start at $45. You can find your new favorite bra with a high quality, comfy style for as little as $45. That's insane. Don't forget they have a perfect fit promise. And if the bra, you don't love it after 60 days, I mean, literally, you can wear it for up to 60 days and then return it to them. If you don't love it, they will take it back. Third Love knows that there is a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering my listeners 10% off your first order when you go to thirdlove.com forward slash Shaleen. 
to find your perfect fitting bra. Again, it's 10% off your first purchase. So go check it out, ladies. Take care of your ladies by going to thirdlove.com forward slash Shaleen for 10% off today. All right, back to our discussion on ADD. The next thing I've had to figure out is that sleep is your friend. And unfortunately, for those of you who have ADD, you've got all these millions and trillions of ideas, right? So you're always like, you never have a shortage of ideas. It's always a million things going through your head. You're like, you walk into a room to put away some clothes and you see like, oh, there's a blouse I was going to sew. And then you grab the blouse and you go downstairs and you pull out the sewing machine. And as you're pulling out the sewing machine, you're like, wait a second. What are these dyes from? Oh, I should tie dye something. And then you tie dye something. You're like, oh, and then you get a notification on your friend. You're like, oh, I'm supposed to write that email. And then you, like, if you have ADD, like ideas are popping into your head constantly. And because of that, it's often hard to sleep because you want to wake up and think about all of your ideas. You go to sleep with all these ideas popping in your head and it's really hard for you to focus. So for me, I spent years being chronically sleep deprived, not because I couldn't sleep, but because I didn't want to sleep. It was fun to think. It was fun to do. It was fun to create ideas. I loved it. Even today, if I could, if I knew it was healthy, I would stay up until 2 a.m. and I would wake up at four because I don't like to sleep. I like to be awake and I like to do things. I like to think about things. I like to research. I like I'm, My brain likes to be active. I don't like to sleep. But once I did my brain scan and then they sent me to a sleep specialist to have to figure out what was going on with my brain. They're trying to figure out like why I wasn't sleeping. I was like, I don't need a specialist to figure this out. I'm just setting my alarm too early. I'm going to bed too late and I'm setting my alarm too early. But if you want to send me to a specialist, you can. So they sent me to a specialist to just to rule out that I didn't have sleep apnea or anything like that. I'm like, no, I, I don't have sleep apnea. I have bad habits. Yeah. And if I want to improve my brain health, I was told by Dr. Amen, if you want to improve your brain health, because right now your brain looks about 10 years older than it should, and you are on the fast track for Alzheimer's if you keep up this lifestyle stuff, and that was a wake-up call. So I had to, I had to change my habits. I had to start going to bed early, and I had to start waking up later. I still have to force myself to do that. I would rather wake up early and go to bed late. Anybody else? So sleep is huge. And what I found is that the less sleep I have, the harder it is for my synapses to connect. And that is true for anyone with ADD. Sleep is how we clean our brains. So for those of you who have ADD, you know how difficult it is for you to have a cluttered home. Just seeing clutter, if you have ADD, seeing anything out of place, it's like you can't focus, right? So for many of us, like we can't go to work. We can't like sit down and do our work until like everything is lined up, like all the books need to be in order and everything needs to be lined up because if it's not, it's going to be a distraction and I can't work. I cannot work if that book is out of place, right? So imagine if everything in your brain is out of place because it is only during sleep that our brains actually clean themselves. We need that important, that critical REM sleep to in order to clear the toxins from our brain. If we don't, you can live without food and you can live without water for long periods of time. You will die without sleep sooner than you will either of those two things. Kind of crazy, huh? So you can't underestimate the power of sleep. I highly recommend the book Sleep Smarter. 
by my friend Sean Stevenson. That book really, really helped me because all the other sleep books were like, get more sleep. And I was like, I don't want to. And that book really taught me how to get better sleep. Like, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm never going to sleep eight hours a night. I just won't. I just can't. But I can sleep six and a half and seven hours and I can get better sleep. And that book taught me how to do that. Sleep smarter. In fact, I just had him on the podcast on Wednesday's edition, and he's written a new book called Eat Smarter. Amazing researcher. So pick up both of those books. If you're in the Amazon store, pre-order Eat Smarter and pick up a copy of Sleep Smarter. That will help you a lot. The next tip I have for you is to always write it down and to take the time to write it down because I know you think you're going to remember it. But when we try to force our brains to remember it, because the brain of someone with ADD is grabbing and looking and thinking at so many different things, you aren't going to remember it. And the act of literally taking pen to paper creates a connection in the brain that is going to help you to remember it. And that's going to improve the way you feel about yourself. Because if you have ADD, it feels so bad when you don't remember things like your partner can say, Hey, do you mind going to the grocery store? I need one thing, just one really important thing. And it's coffee creamer. Do not forget the coffee creamer. And you can be going, okay, okay. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to the store. And then you're in the store and you're like, look at all these products and look at all these things. Look at all these beautiful things. And you start putting things in your cart. You're like, pick up some of this and pick up some of this. And you put all these things in your cart. And then as you're leaving the store, you're like, well, look at that cute little clothing boutique next door. And you go into the clothing boutique and you're like, look at these cute clothes and you buy some of those. And then you get in your car and you drive home and you walk in the door and your spouse says, did you get the coffee creamer? And you go, dang it. It's the one thing you forgot. It's the only thing you forgot, right? I know. And it feels horrible. You feel so bad because then it feels like To the person who doesn't have this brain, it feels like you're being passive aggressive. To them, it feels like you did it on purpose, right? It's really important that if you are married to someone who doesn't have ADD, that you help them to understand that this is so not personal. I'm not trying to be this way. I don't want to be this way. I hate that I have to do this. I hate that I have to ask you. I hate that I can't focus. Like no one wants to be this way, but it's how our brains work. So my tip for you is you must always write it down. And ideally, you want one thing to always write it down. And that's one of the reasons why I created a push journal and why I made it small. Because it's a 90-day system, originally, we talked about making the push journal like three times as thick, right? So it would be 90 days instead of 30 days. But I thought for selfish reasons, I said, I won't carry around a big book. I just won't. I know it. If I can't fit in my purse, if it's too heavy, I won't be carrying it around. I need something that I can have with me at all times. So if I have a quick note, I have to jot it down. I can jot it down. And that is, I live by this thing. That leads me to my next tip. And that is this. I don't care if you use a push journal or your own journal or a notebook. If you have ADD, you must live with the same writing device with you at all times. Because if you're trying to put it on post-it notes, if you're trying to put it on like random sheets of paper or putting it in your phone, If you have ADD, don't even try to rely on your phone. You know why? Because your phone is nothing but a digital distraction. The second you pick it up, you're like, you've already forgotten that you need to write a note. You know, you do the second you pick it up, you're like, I wonder how my Instagram post is doing. Am I right or am I right? You know, it's true. That is why we were in the middle of developing an app 
for the push journal when just in the development of the app, I realized it's my phone that's making my ADD worse. So why would I be putting an app on my phone? It's making it worse. I need to go back to the original neuroscience of forming the letters myself. So I'm making that hand-brain connection. Listen, if you have ADD, it doesn't have to be my push journal, but you need to create, you need to have one little tiny notebook, you know, maybe it's just a simple, you know, whatever, a plain notebook if you want, but one, and you live with it till it's full, right? So maybe that's 30 days for you, and then you grab another one. So everything goes in it, everything. I would prefer you pick one that has dates in it, you know, or like you can keep your schedule on it too, because if you have ADD, the more places you have to look, you're doomed. You need everything as central as possible, as few distractions as possible. Keep things as centered as possible. Your phone just becomes a digital distraction. You don't want to use your phone. Trust me, if you have ADD, just try this. Try this for one month and tell me if it doesn't make a huge difference. The last thing I want to tell you is that you have got to do your best to help the people in your life that you love understand that these things, it's not an excuse, but yet if they want the best out of you, you have to help them understand how to get the best out of you, right? So don't be ashamed of it. Don't be dismissive of it. And don't use it as an excuse because I really do think it's an advantage. I think having ADD is the ultimate advantage. You're not going to find very many truly very successful entrepreneurs who frankly don't have ADD. A lot of us do. Isn't that cool? But you do have to help your partners and others understand how your brain works. And then it's your responsibility, not theirs, to safeguard your attention and your focus. So if somebody starts like rattling off dates or information that you need to remember, it's not their fault. It's your fault if you don't write it down because you know how your brain works and they don't because their brain doesn't work that way. And it's really important if you have, you know, you're married to or your partner has ADD that you help them know how much you appreciate it when they respect that. So one thing that Brett has done that's helped our marriage so much is he knows I have a look on my face when I'm focused and I'm concentrating and he knows to ask. And I love this so much. Oh my gosh, if you have ADD and your partner will do this for you, it is such a godsend. If your partner will say, can I share this with you right now? Or is this not a good time? They know that's giving me permission to say, let me finish this so I can focus on what you have to say. It'll be anything simple. Like Brett will come home from work or we will just meet up. And instead of just saying like, oh, I've got a funny story to tell you, even if I'm not doing anything, he just walks in the door, but I might be thinking through something, a concept or a thought. And we've been together for so long that now he knows to say, hey, can I tell you about this? Are you working through something right now? He just knows the look on my face. And that is such a kind thing to do for both of us because nobody wants to be talking to their spouse and have their spouse not listening. And nobody wants to ignore their spouse, right? I want to hear what he has to say and I want to think about it. I really want to be involved in it, but I, I need a moment. I have to like shut down what I'm doing and actually have to finish it. Even if it's just thoughts in my head, I have to finish it so that I can fully engage with what you have to say. Same is true of kids. I know it's a little bit harder with kids, but once they get old enough to understand, you can just say like, okay, give me a minute so I can turn my brain on. You know, and you have cute ways of saying it, whatever works for you, but it is your responsibility to safeguard that so that you can be your absolute best. <laughs> 